Welcome to Detours, the podcast that takes you on extraordinary adventures in the world of ultra cycling and bikepacking races. I'm Mel. And I'm Cynthia. We are both racers driven by our love for two wheels, and we are so glad that you have joined us for the ride. Both of us have ridden thousands of miles around the world, challenging ourselves to reach new limits. From remote corners of the globe to the adventures tackled in our own backyards, we'll bring you the stories from inside and out of the Ultra Peloton, featuring racers, directors, and community members. This show is more than just a collection of stories of triumph and victory. It's about celebrating the journey and the detours along the way. Our mission is simple. We hope by sharing stories about this wild side of cycling will encourage more folks to get on their bikes and go out for a ride. Whether you're an aspiring racer, a seasoned rider, or simply a curious soul eager to be captivated by Tales from the Trail, this podcast is for you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you on the show. Um, where are you calling in from today? Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Marion. I'm calling in from a small town near Munich in Bavaria, Germany. And it's really hot right now. We have a heat wave here. Um, so I'm sweating like oceans, but it will be <laughs> fine. I love the heat more than the cold. <laughs> I also would prefer it to be extra hot for sure. That's my my choice of weather. Although maybe not as hot as Badlands in 2021. <laughs> That's when why you, you both love Badlands because it was so hot. What was the temperature in 2021? Uh, so the highest that my Wahoo showed was uh, 47 degrees Celsius. I don't know how you translate this <sighs> oh into God. your... It's like 115 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Marion. I'm Canadian. So Celsius all the way for me. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Crazy. Great. Crazy. Well, um, we are really excited to have you on the podcast, like Mel said. And for those who are listening, welcome to Detours and give us a little description about maybe a little quick short bio about who you are on and off the bike. We'd love to hear that. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm Marion from Germany. Um, 37 years old. Um, I started cycling eight years ago um, when I still lived, uh, lived in Berlin. Um, there was uh, a hype about the fixie scene right there and I started with fixed gear cycling in Berlin and then step by step uh, got more and more competitive and more professional. Um, and right now I'm sponsored by Cervelo. Cervelo is my bike sponsor. Velocio uh, for clothing, um, BBB cycling for helmet and glasses, um, and also Apidura and Physique. Yeah, that's a, that are my main sponsors. Uh, but I also have a, a real job, a real full-time job. Um, <laughs> uh, I work as a science manager for one of the big research institutions in Germany, the Fraunhofer Gesellschaft. Um, I have a PhD in math. Um, that I got also like seven years ago. Um, yeah, and I'm basically managing the research of this research institution, which is a very cool job. I love it. Uh, I don't want to reduce my hours, but this is also <laughs> in conflict to my cycling every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That list is like so lengthy and incredible. Wow. Um, and I think in my research, I poked around to so you I saw a video of you riding around indoors do, on a fixed gear bike at some race in Germany that I won't dare pronounce the name of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then yeah. you did, am I saying this correctly? You also raced the transcontinental in 2019 as a pair? Uh, yes, right. But it was 2018, I think. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this was my first ultra cycling race, actually. Oh. <laughs> totally okay. crazy. I would not recommend this as the first race. As the after, first? After I made the experience. <laughs> the transcontinental was your first race. Yes. And, but it was this, that was your first pair race. I thought the one that you just did recently was your first pair race so, yeah, so this was your second oh my gosh okay so your first one was with somebody else what yeah, was that like i did the transcontinental with a friend of mine but we we don't wanted to race it competitively because this mm. was our first race for both of us and uh, we didn't know how our bodies would work on such long distances so we decided that we only want to finish within the time limit mm -hmm. 
or um, mm-hmm. uh, before the after party. And this got to be there for the party. Perfectly. Yeah, we were all we were uh, also one one day faster than expected, which was oh, great. That's awesome. But the wow. experience was so different than than I thought it would be. <laughs> what uh, did you think it would be like when you started? I expected a physical challenge. I expected so mm-hmm. when when I signed up for the transcontinental race, I had ridden 200 kilometers once. It took me the whole day, and I was completely exhausted afterwards. And then I thought, yeah, for the transcontinental race, I have to uh, ride at least 250 kilometers each day for uh, 15 days in a row. Mm-hmm. This will be very tough for my body. But then uh, I found out that my body just adapted to the long distances. Mm-hmm. And after two or three days, it, wa- it wasn't exhausting anymore a- at all. The thing which wow. became exhausting was to be in this race all the time, to think about mm. the time, to don't yeah. take long breaks, to mm. always don't don't really enjoy and relax. So, mm. and um, yeah, yeah, this was very different than expected, and also the pair experience. So, Johanna, I, mm-hmm. I knew Johanna from fixed racing, and we were quite similar in fix fix in the fixie races we did together. Um, but in the long distances, we had a completely different rhythm, and it was. In the end, it was a pain in the ass because we were working against, <laughs> against each other. Uh, and yeah, um, pairs. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's that's all. I think. <laughs> Don't want to go too much into detail. <laughs> pairs are really tough. Cynthia, have you raced in a pair? I yet? actually have not raced in a pair yet. I would like to. I just. I don't know. I, th- picking a partner who's going to be your pair, I feel like is the hardest part. Yes, yes definitely. I've raced with my fiance and it went really well. Mind you, I was 100% slowing him down every day, which was really tough. Um, but yeah. So how did you find, how did you find out about the TCR and mm. ultra cycling coming from a fixed gear background? Mm, yeah. So I was doing fixed races for some years, I think three or four, I raced the Retro Quit series, which was the biggest quit, fixed quit series in the world. Um, and I was very passionate about it until I had a very bad crash in Brooklyn, mm. 2017, I think it was, mm. uh, where my shoulder was dislocated. And after that, I, I just don't wanted to push it that hard anymore in these corners. And if you don't want to push yeah, it without brakes. Yeah, without brakes. <laughs> yeah. For those yeah. that are listening, she's talking about fixed gear racing where you have no brakes <laughs> in a short circuit that's very technical fast. and very fast <laughs> and technical. <laughs> and a lot Terrifying. of a lot of uh, women competed by that time. So about hundred hundred women were in Brooklyn, I think. So this insane insane kind of cycling. I remember discipline. when I was racing crits. That was the same time and. I could not believe that people were doing the same thing I was doing, but without brakes and no other years. I was like, what are these people doing? Do they know we have brakes? But it was a cool thing back then. The Red Hook series was super awesome and like very professional. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Everything around this uh, Red Hook Quit series was so nice. So we usually came for the whole week to spend in the places where the race would would be. And there were like pre-parties and pre-pre-parties and the people who lived there <laughs> would show you around and uh, show you their cities. Yeah, it was a very nice time. So like ultra racing, but not same, same, but different? Um, a bit different. It's, the, the part which is the same is that you feel like part of a family or if, if mm. of a community mm-hmm. where everyone supports each other and likes each other. Um, but in, in the fixed quit scene, you, you see much more of each other. You spend more time together mm-hmm. at the pre-parties mm. or even at the race. The fixed race is like 45 minutes and the rest of the day you spend together waiting for for your race to start. Mm-hmm. So do you like spending less time with people? No. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the, the isolation <laughs> side versus what you were doing with the Red Hook side? 
Oh, I like, like it. it. I'm a I'm a nerdy mathemat mathematician, <laughs> so I like also, I spent like 15 years uh, in my room thinking about an equation most of the time. <laughs> so I can definitely. So you're just doing it on the myself. bicycle then, <laughs> <laughs> calculating checkpoint yeah. times, calculating if I go this fast, I'll get to the resupply at this time. Oh my gosh, no! I have to have a piece of paper. Actually, Can't do it this is math. what I'm doing <laughs> when I'm bored. I calculate the times <laughs> that I need to get to this and that point, to the next supply point, or to the finish line, or everything else. <laughs> I'm calculating how uh, I, I am literally thinking about how many kilometers it takes in miles all i'm doing is constantly <laughs> like okay there's 50k that's 30 miles or 55k and like i'm constantly doing the math there so oh, same same good. but different <laughs> <laughs> whatever keeps uh, your brain occupied right yeah. whatever keeps you not thinking about how much it hurts or how far you have to go yeah yeah definitely <laughs> well so you you found bikes when you were how old and why bikes like what what brought you to them was it the fixed gear racing or was it something else along those lines uh, it was the community i think because mm. there was the cool. community in berlin was very big about fixed gear cycling about anything about fixed gear cycling we had these ellicats uh, i think about weekly in the mm -hmm. summer uh, or night rides where we would meet up and cycle from speti to speti speti is the It's like a small uh, supermarket that it's that it's is open till late night and you can buy beer there. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you need. Yeah, bikes and beer. Bikes and beers. Mm. Yeah, that was my summer. That's going to be the name of our next podcast: bikes and beer. Bikes and beers. <laughs> What beers pair best with which bike rides? <laughs> <laughs> What beers pair best with fixed gear riding? Dark or light beer? Oh. Um, I think the light beer. Yeah. Light beer. Or hard alcohol is the other, I guess the other one. <laughs> maybe that. Yeah, maybe. Amazing. So TCR transcontinental in 2018. And then what was your next race after that? Um, then I took a break from ultra racing because I had like mm -hmm. a, kind of a post-race depression after the TCR because it turned out so differently than I expected. And I thought like, this mm -hmm. is, this is not about cycling. This is not about the kind of cycling that I love. This is not about enjoying cycling. This is about not sleeping. This is about eating shit. This is about <laughs> just doing this stupid things that are not healthy at all. <laughs> this isn't, I, I would, didn't identify with that kind of sport for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, at the TCR, I also realized that my body is very good in this adaption thing and that it works very good in burning fat and I don't need as much food as others need. Uh, and I like spending uh, long days in the saddle so at some point, I just, mm -hmm. I returned or things just came together. <laughs> um, I actually, I wanted to do triathlon. Um, I want, mm -hmm. I was thinking about starting with Olympic distance and then going further and longer and to the Ironman was, uh, for some time, I was very passionate about this plan, but then Corona happened and, uh, I, I couldn't mm -hmm train properly anymore and um and most importantly i couldn't learn proper swimming because i'm a very bad swimmer and i, I need to catch up a lot there <laughs> i'm oh. a bad swimmer yeah. too. yeah yeah and then yeah and then in germany this um gravel series popped up um orbit 360 was the name and this was in a format that was compatible with the corona regulations so you You could do this alone. There was mm. there were tracks. You had to write these tracks. You would upload them on Komoot. And after that, your uh, finish time was compared to the others. Like in Strava, like the leaderboards mm, in Strava, cool. but you only have a fixed time window to do the track. Um, and this was my cool. summer of Corona. Wow. And it was a lot of fun. The tracks were very long, very challenging, about 200 or 300 kilometers. Um, and I think the longest took me 18 hours, which is also... <laughs> wow. They were also very, very tough with hiker bike passages and yeah, <laughs> really got me to my limits. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this summer because it, it gave me some competition. There were no, no other competitions mm -hmm. in the summer. 
Uh, and then also, I also discovered, rediscovered my passion for long distance cycling. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. And that was just something that you could do on your own. Was that your kind of first time foray into off-road riding as well? Yes, actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Which is totally different than riding on the road. Yeah, it is. And, um, yeah, I learned a lot about myself from off-road riding and this is, I think this is what I love the most about it. I'm yeah, a nerdy planner. I, I like to, to plan things. I like to, <laughs> I like to see the distance and the meters of climbing. And then I calculate in my brain how long, how long it will take me to get to the finish line. If I ever need any math done, yeah. I'm going to call you Marion. <laughs> I know, get her on speed dial. Yeah, yeah. But Just you can't you do this race. when I you're riding off-road. When you're riding mm. off-road, there are so many things that you can't foresee or predict. And uh, yeah, all my calculations uh, were rubbish at some point, And then uh, I had to deal with myself. Well, was that exciting? Was that like, a, did that make it more fun? Or was that, how did that make you feel about when things were different than... It pissed you me off at originally first, planned. But then I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm very often at the point where I'm in the middle of the forest and then I scream out loud, I hate off-road. I hate Granny, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I'm stuck, oh. I have to, or I have to hike a bike because it's so sandy and so such things. But um, mm. this, So you really must have loved the part in Badlands where the sand was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And was was that in Badlands 2021 and Both 2022? Years. Yes. Yes. And is it going to be in 2023? I'm sure. They would never <laughs> remove the sand. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody listening about Badlands, you've got some sand in store. Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, oh yeah. This was one of my absolute low points in 2021 because I was... Um, Coming from, so at, at the start of the Tabanas Desert, I think they put it out in the, in the last year's version, but in 2021, there was a very technical part, but which was very beautiful, looked beautiful. Mm. And I was, I was riding there um, at sundown. So um, it was an amazing magic moment. And after that, the sandy part started and I saw it on the, um, on the profile and it is, it was, it is a damn flat part a pamphlet uh, part and i thought oh, no. like okay great i can make up the speed now <laughs> which i've lost in the technical part <laughs> and then the the direct opposite happens because it is unwidable or most of it is, is unwidable it's a like a washed out riverbed and with partly deep sand and it also turned dark by the time I was there and I couldn't see where the way is. You, you can't see the way. It's like very, very mm -hmm. big. Yeah. And it took me. It would be disorienting in yeah, the dark, I can imagine. It is. Like, but it was not that was much in better the in the daytime. When I realized that in the last year's version that I would go there in daylight, I was like, okay, great, this will be much better. But actually, it wasn't. <laughs> mm. uh, same shit. Just a little same bit shit, better because you, you see a bit better where you are going, but it's the yeah. same way of not very good rideable. And it was hot when I was riding there last year. So. <laughs> Oh. When they were talking in the rider meeting last year before Badlands 2022 about when you get to the Tabernas, like don't follow the track that the GPS shows, just make your way. Yeah. When they said yeah. that, it was like an in one ear, out the other scenario <laughs> where I didn't pay attention at all. Like it did not make sense to me. Yeah. And I spent at least 25 minutes trying to follow the track. <laughs> there is a bridge that goes over the, the that oh, section yeah, yeah, I and i was like up on the bridge <laughs> I was oh like, no i was so mad and at this point it was like i don't know right i was probably 10 minutes behind lail at this point i was like slowly catching her after having had no. a, like a hard morning and i just kept not being able to find the track i got i was probably like you marianne where i was like i wasn't in the forest i was just in the middle of this <laughs> huge dried up <laughs> bed like oh. screaming like what yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that was my Tabernas experience, and I believe it's in the route again this year. So um, I'll think of you, Marion. 
when I scream out loud mm-hmm. about how mad I am about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you think something's going to be easy in a race. You see it's like it's flat and then you get there and it's completely different terrain than you anticipated. And you're like, well, what the shit? When am I going to make this time up? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's never going to get faster. <laughs> Do you have any techniques, mm-hmm. Cynthia, how to deal with yourself in such moments? Or Mel also, if you have them? I usually just like embrace the fact that it's really shitty. I'm like, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> But you know what? It could be worse. I always think of like, yeah, there could good. be something that's like worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, there could always be something worse. I also yeah. think like, I try to remember that I am going to forget about this bad part as soon as things get good. Oh, that's also good. And so, so I'm like, okay, if you can just get through this, you're probably not going to remember it until you finish and people ask like, what was the hardest part? So as long as I can get through it, like you'll just forget. And then the next thing will happen and the next thing will happen. So I try to just have short-term memory loss when I'm racing, like try not to remember really anything that happens unless it's beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Cool. I remember I'll that. I'll think about it next time when I'm racing <laughs> and I'll I'll send you a message when I'm pulled over like dying of heat exhaustion. Marion, this is what I do. What does know. the weather look like this year? I don't know. I don't look at the weather when I'm going to do a race. I don't know, Marion, do you do that? Do you look at the weather uh, before a big ultra? Um, yeah, sometimes. Uh, She's yeah, a planner. Actually, yeah, I'm a planner. Oh, yeah, I do I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way she doesn't look at the weather. She just told us she loves to plan. <laughs> yeah. This is great. This is why we should be pairs, Marion, because you can do all the planning and I'll yes. just show up on the day. <laughs> uh, <dear. laughs> Marion's like, oh, God, no, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so tell us a little bit about. So you won Badlands in 2021, yeah. mm-hmm. which is incredibly impressive. And I think I pulled up the time, three days, seven hours, 11 minutes. And how long was the 2021 course? I should have looked it up, but. Um, I was. I think it was similar distance. Mm, it was a bit longer, Maybe. but easier. Oh. So the the mm. beginner, the part at the beginning was easier. Um And um, at the end, I also think there was a bit. So I, I think you could probably compare the times um, in terms of mm-hmm. um, the track, but it was a lot hotter in 2021. The heat was incredible. I was like, so I think the first stage was is comparable from last year's version and the um, two, year, two years ago version. And I was uh, two kilometers per hour faster on average last year than I was Whoa. two years ago. Yeah. It's amazing. He will really do that to you. Mm-hmm. That's so wild. And there was no shadow. You can't yeah. hide the act on in the uh, uh, water sources are also not, not very often. My gosh. So are you a camel? Like how much water are you are you carrying for a race this hot? I, I carry it a lot, and also, I also need a lot of water. I drink a lot. That's mm-hmm. a bad point. Um, but I learned to deal with the heat. I have done this a few times, and also take the salt tablets, which are very good. You don't mm-hmm. need so much to drink if you take these tablets every two hours. Um, yeah, but I also ran out of water in the first edition that I raced of Badlands. I think three times, which was horrible. <laughs> oh, nightmarish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you learn from your mistakes or the lack of water, at least. Yes. For the edition last year. What did, what did you, what did, what were your big takeaways from 2021 that helped you with 2022? Um, one of the biggest takeaway was that I should bring my own food because there was not much food. Mm-hmm. And I remember this, totally. this situation on, on the 2021 edition where I brought like a bocadillo in one of the restaurants on the way in, uh, in the first big desert. Uh, and then I couldn't eat it because it was so bone dry. <laughs> it was, would <sighs> just get more in my mouth and I, I just couldn't get it down my throat 
and it was and I was like in a calorie deficit of five thousand calories <laughs> and could not eat. Oh. Uh, and my Yikes. brain just said, "No, you have to eat. You need to these calories yeah. to move on." And yeah, yeah, this was um, quite a big lesson. And then most of uh, most of the space in my um, bike bags was filled with food in the 2022 edition. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of uh, gels because I also discovered that I couldn't eat solid foods in the heat. Um, mm -hmm. So I bought um, more gels and more liquid. Also, um, there were liquid carbohydrates from different um, companies, but you can also uh, just use maltodextrin which is uh, mm -hmm. also a very good source of liquid carbohydrates. How many gels did you bring? Do you remember? Rough estimate? Mm -hmm. About 15, I think. Five per day. Okay. <laughs> that's about what I bring. Yeah. Or that's, yeah. What I, that's what usually for that distance, 15. And aside from gels and drink mix, what are your kind of go-to foods to carry on the bike? Mm, I like on the first day when I uh, can prepare it at home, uh, potatoes. <laughs> we call it the German power gel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's super good, super good uh, source of carbohydrates and super good for my stomach. Um, and you can eat them while riding. So I, I, I like to take the very small potatoes and put some salt on them. And I cook them uh, with their um, uh, how do you how do you call it the thing with their skin, <laughs> yeah, uh, mm -hmm. crispy, yeah, yum. Mm. So this is my yeah. number one choice for the first day. When you are at a grocery store or supermarket, what do you grab from the shelf or from the bakery when when racing? I know obviously it varies based on where you're yeah. going to be. Yeah, actually. But, I found mm -hmm. out that um, the tortilla de patata works very good for me because mm -hmm. I'm, as you may have uh, guessed already, like I like potatoes. Like potatoes. <laughs> and with the tortilla de patata, you also have eggs, which is a good source of protein. Um, but mm -hmm. you can't carry them for too long in the heat, actually, because of the eggs. I think it will not work for more than one day. But uh, for me, they... They are eaten in a few hours, so <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I like yogurt drinks because they are, also have a lot of calories and you can drink them also in the heat mm -hmm. and also the protein. I am mm -hmm. a vegetarian, so I don't eat meat and I have to uh, look for my proteins a lot in such races. Um, bananas. Um, mm. Yeah, and maybe some fresh fruits. Mm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah anything that's not in a package is really nice as just something different because i feel like i get so tired of opening things up and mm -hmm. i just want something that's kind of moist and fresh to kind of reset everything mm -hmm. yeah there's nothing like a dry mouth or like you just can't get whatever it is that you're eating down because your mouth is so dry mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah terrible okay well, give us a little bit of a play-by-play -play or rundown of your Badlands win. I, I didn't mm -hmm. guess. Okay. So we met last year at Badlands 2022. We did a photo shoot after the race for some of our sponsors. So that's how we, well, we knew we met before, but we got to spend some time together, but I don't think I've actually heard from you much mm -hmm. about your 2021 experience. And I would love to know a little bit more, obviously it was yeah. hot that, um, that year, but give us some, yeah. What happened? How did it go? So, yeah, actually, the 2021 Badlands was my first real uh, multi-day ultra race, which I raced competitively. Um, and I had no expect expectations in terms of uh, I didn't want to win it. I didn't. I, I just wanted to give, my, give it my best. I haven't slept outside alone until mm -hmm. that point. Um, and um, wow. Badlands was also a lot of things that I'm not good at. I'm not good in at riding in the heat, or I thought I was not good riding at riding in the heat. Um, it has a lot of meters of climbing, and I'm a bad climber. 
Um, and I actually need a lot of sleep in my normal life. And I thought like, okay, I, I will not push it too far in this direction. I will not ride on the sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had almost no expectations when I started there. And uh, the heat was killing me. We had a, a horrible summer in Germany. It was cold and rainy, like most of the time. And I actually, <laughs> oh. I wanted to, to test my setup and wanted to, to try to sleep outside alone. And But the, the weather in August was so shit. It was just raining and 10 degrees. I thought I will not do this. <laughs> then I will just turn sick and can't race at all. So I, I didn't try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I flew to... Granada in in Spain and it was so hot. <laughs> uh, it was like uh, in the oven, um, and I only uh, I only arrived there two days prior to the race start, which is mm. not enough to acclimatize to the heat. Um, and when the race mm. started, I was I just decided I want to take it slow and just want to to not push my body too hard in the heat. Um, which was a very good decision because um, I, I adapted mm-hmm. to the heat and I, I became faster during the race. Mm. Um, and there were also two other women uh, in front of me, um, Olivia Dillon and um, mm-hmm. um, I remember the name. Ah, stupid. <laughs> um yeah, maybe I, I will remember it while I'm talking. Um, so they were in front of me. Um, and then um, one of them got knee problems on the second day. And Olivia Dillon also turned out mm. to ha- had her struggles with the heat and with the sleeping. Um, and then mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. Um, I was the first woman in, at the end of the, sec- of the second day. This gave me such an enormous push that I... Uh, mm. I just pushed nice. through the third day. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I suffered a lot, but um, yeah, then I won it. And I still remember this, the moment of the when I was descending from the last climb. The last day is also like a nightmare, a pain in the ass. It's so hard. The last hundred kilometers, you you get nothing for free on these hundred kilometers. It's just steep and up, 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 (laughs) just wet profiles and shit ground. (laughs) And you you see it on on your computer that it's only like 80 kilometers and you think, okay, great, I'm almost at the finish, but it will take you like the whole day to do these 80 kilometers. (laughs) But it always uh, happens that way where you feel like you're almost done and then it takes you 10 hours actually Mm -hmm. this uh this uh, this um yeah demotivated me in the second uh try of badlands that i knew that the end was would be so hard Mm. and i'm excited to see what it will do with you cynthia <laughs> yeah, because this yeah. is your second time now. I was actually thinking today. I was in the car for a little, and I was literally thinking, "I wonder how it's going to feel when I actually know, yeah, what shit is yeah. ahead of me, <laughs> <laughs> and how much I'm going to have to suffer." So I will, I will follow up with you on that, Marion. I will let I you know. Up, I looked up the other woman who was ahead of you, Marion. It was Olivia Dill uh, and Sally, Sally McHugh. Um, Sally, Sally, McHugh. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm. So how different was 2021 from 2022? So the biggest difference was that uh, in comparison to 2021, I was not expecting nothing, but I was expecting at least to be better mm-hmm. than 2021, than my own than mm-hmm. my own time. Uh, and I also expected to be s- somewhere in the front of the women's leaderboard, which was incredibly hard mm-hmm. because the comp- competition was so tough this year um, with Cynthia <laughs> and um, Lyle and also Louisa. Louisa. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it was my, my first battle in such a race. So I remember that I was, mm-hmm. I was catching up with Louisa all the time in this race. And every time I wanted to chill, Louisa would come there and I was like, Oh no, I have to move on. <laughs> No chilling for me. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, I just let her go on the last climb. 
because I, I knew it would be mm. so hard and I, I just thought, okay, you can go, I will catch you later because you, mm. you will, um, mm. yeah, you will see how hard this, this gets. But um, yeah, she just pushed <laughs> yeah. through it like I did on my first try. So mm. well deserved. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what your... watching. It was good to watching, I bet. Do you remember what your time was, Mary? Uh, last year it was 67 yeah. or so. I think okay. I was four hours behind you or so. Oh, okay. Four or mm -hmm. five hours. I, I think Louisa must have been maybe. Oh, Louisa. Two hours ahead of you i don't remember it was all so close everyone we all finished really yeah. close it was but exciting see you cynthia we slept in this in the same village on the <laughs> second night but mm -hmm. <laughs> i would never saw you wait my fa my favorite story though please tell me about the um the first night in gore uh, where you slept yeah, i slept <laughs> in front of a house of a lady and uh, she, she felt intimidated by me. I don't know why. I <laughs> yeah, oh, no. and she make a big hassle out of it. Um, yeah, mm. I I'll I'll be sure to stop by and say hello to her <laughs> in a, in next week. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. What, what would you think if there was a single woman coming to your house and being quiet, not not drunk or anything, and not looking bad or anything and just just laying just in your lying garden, in your garden yeah. <laughs> yeah we all look crazy when we're doing this like you just don't really want people to look at you because you yeah. know that what you're doing is pretty nuts sometimes you don't realize how bad you look like you'll see photos and you'll be like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow i look like i'm on my deathbed or or somebody else racing when you know what they normally look like and you're like oh jesus your body yeah. left your soul there uh, <laughs> well I, I think i read and i mean you two probably talked about it a little bit but i know that badlands 2022 was challenging for you marianne because of the sleep deprivation yes. aspect um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that experience and just how it impacted your overall relationship with the sport? Um, so in the 2022 edition, um, I was pushed by the competition because it was very tough and mm -hmm. Louisa was by my side all the time. And so I decided to only sleep for one and a half hour in the first night, which was way too less for me. So my body was somehow moving. Mm -hmm. But still, everything hurt, and in the end, I I, I felt it. I also was very, I was super tired on the. So on the second night, I slept more. I slept, I think, three and a half or three hours. Uh, mm -hmm. But I have accumulated this sleep deprivation from the first night, and the, um, the third night was very horrible. I was so tired that uh, I couldn't hear one song of my play playlist. So one of one of the things I do when I get very, very tired is that I listen to my sports playlist, um, which is um, <laughs> very catchy, has a, has a lot of energetic songs uh, and short songs. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't listen to one single song without falling asleep on the bike. And it was wow. only, I think, 20 or 40 kilometers to go. It was deep night. Uh, and I thought I can't lie, lie down now. I some as I'm so close to the finish. Uh, I want to finish this mm -hmm. and then sleep in a real bed, <laughs> and really sleep, and not only for one or two hours. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I I fought with the sleep deprivation for I think four hours, and during these four hours, I I I also thought that this is the worst thing that I've ever done to myself. And I will never do this again. Mm. <laughs> um, it's essentially yeah, torture. It's, torture. <laughs> it's a, yeah. like a form of torture. Yeah. Yeah, it's really tough. And so what, how did you feel after you finished and, you know, you said you're never going to do this again. And I know you did race Trans Balkan, yeah. so you obviously <laughs> did do a race yeah. again. But um, yeah, what was the aftermath of that like? The point of of uh, last year's edition of Badlands was that I was not listening to my own rhythm. I pushed myself too far mm -hmm. outside my own limits um, because of the mm. hard competition. 
and um, mm -hmm. I I can just skip that and and return to my own rhythm, and then everything is fine. And I'm not much slower if I do this, and it's uh, it's just a much more positive experience in total. And if if the other women are, mm -hmm. are better, then they can just go and just uh, yeah finish in front of me. I'm I think I have a different approach now to ultra racing, uh, especially now that the competition mm -hmm. is getting tougher and tougher and faster and stronger, and um, you have to find mm -hmm. your own way in this super league. I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you decided. After some time, how much time did you, almost eight to 10 months until you did another race, which was Trans-Balkan, and you decided to do it as yeah. a pair. So what was that? What was the angle for that? Were you aiming for a competitive run or were, was it more of like, I want to get back into this and I want to do it with a friend? What, what was your, par your partner's uh, name again? Sophie. Uh, we know each other from crit racing. Um, so also for a quite long mm -hmm. time, um, but Sophie has a complete different background. She is uh, more than 10 years younger than me and she was in the uh, German top league of um, road cycling when she was young mm -hmm. uh, and also I think cool. European champion in some uh, track discipline, uh, but she never did the ultra race. Um, so this was her yes, first race? This was her first race. Wow. Um, she did cool. long, longer uh, rides for fun, like Trondheim Oslo or so, mm -hmm. which is 600 kilometers in one go, um, but never a race over, over more than one day. Um, but she trusted me completely. Um, and so she asked me uh -huh. if I, I would like to join her on this Transbalkan race because she doesn't want to do it alone. And her bro brother, which mm -hmm. she uh, planned to do it with, couldn't do it in that time. And um, so she asked me if I could do it with her. And I was like, okay, we c I, I'm doing this with... Uh, and she also said, like, I know you're not so motivated right now. And I know that you are not doing this as a pair. No more. Normally, you can just treat it as, as for fun or as holiday or mm -hmm. training. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing this for training. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing bikepacking trips for training and I'm not paying like 400 euros entrance fee for a race to just do it for fun uh, we are, we are mm. not doing this for yeah. fun um, but <laughs> no fun at all no fun to be had but did yes, you have we had fun? a lot of fun it was an awesome experience <laughs> we were such a good team it was amazing a dream uh, mm. But I also have a, I had a different approach to racing as pairs due to my first experience where our, our rhythm mm -hmm. didn't match with Johanna in the TCR. Um, and I also, I also knew that the pairs are always slower than the individual riders. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, and I also think that each part of the pair would be faster without the other one because it's it's also part of the mm -hmm. pair racing that you take care of each other and that you ride the rhythm of the slower one. Um, and yeah. I knew that this would be, um, because of that fact, would be a softer experience or a softer kind of racing. And I would not push myself mm -hmm. so hard above my own limits as I would do it as if, mm -hmm. uh, as if I would ride alone. Um, and the number one goal for uh, the Transbalkan race uh, was to make it a positive experience for both of us, for me and Sophie. Um, mm -hmm. And the number two uh, goal was to finish um, one day earlier than my flight would go, which was very tight. Planned <laughs> <laughs> two days before. That's yeah, always a two days before the official finish. <laughs> and um, the number three. <laughs> goal was to be the first pair <laughs> which we didn't make mm -hmm. actually yeah. you were so close so i was dot watching and it was touch and go it was back and it was a i will say it was a very exciting race oh, even though you didn't you. win it was very yeah. exciting you won the overall women's yeah. pair but it there, was a, no, there was only another uh, one other pair racing so mm -hmm. okay uh, oh. 
but it was only a few hours, right? It was close. That you were separated by it wasn't yeah, very I think much. It was one hour or half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. So that's like a so sprint. Crushing. That's a sprint finish yeah. in ultra racing. That is like right to the line. That would be photo finish if you were watching a crit. Don't do a bike throw. Uh, well, that just happened. Um, basically, it wasn't down to the bike throw, but at Silk Road mm-hmm. Mountain Race, they just had the two uh, first women went one, one and, and one, basically. Yeah, and the men were separated by two hours, and the pairs are se- were separated by like three hours. It's crazy to see the level of the sport just increasing. Like I, I mean, I've only been ultra cycling and cycling for the past three years, like a Corona thing, and. It's mm-hmm. just exploded. Yeah. It's super cool to see. Well, what was your favorite part about the Trans Balkan race? Uh, good question. Um, so, it, do you get to very vast landscapes where you don't see mm-hmm. any kind of civilization for the whole day? But that was incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't knew didn't know that there were parts like this in Europe anymore, but there were. Um, I like Montenegro, I think, the best. The Dumitor National Park, Mm. it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I've been there before. I've been there actually twice before for the TCR and then for one bikepacking trip in Montenegro. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Amazing. That's definitely a race that's on, on my list. I'm an avid dot watcher when I'm not racing, so that's... (laughs) <laughs> that's on the list and how did you like th- this was your first mountain yes. bike race right did you enjoy the mountain biking um, aspect yes i really liked it so finally all those steep climbs and steep descents make sense and make fun <laughs> compared to gravel cycling we have we have these steep parts also in the big gravel races and they are oh i hate them so Especially yeah. the descents, because the geometry of these bikes are not meant for doing fast descents. You feel like riding on X, or in Germany we mm. say riding on X if it feels like shit. <laughs> um, yeah, and on the Mike, mo- mo- yeah. modern bike, it's a completely different game. And I, I've totally f- mm-hmm. fell in love with uh, de- descending or with downhill mountain biking. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fun. Well, we're getting pretty close to our time. I think we only have two really quick questions and then some fun hot takes this or that that we didn't share with you beforehand because we want your live reaction. (laughs) Um, But you have a pretty like very demanding career. And how do you how do you balance this type of cycling with, you know, you love your career, you love cycling, you're not going to give up your career. So how do you navigate that? That's a good question. Um, and it's a conflict every now and then because I like to do things at hundred mm-hmm. percent, but at the end of the day, there mm-hmm. are, there's only hundred percent to give and you can't give them in sports and in your job and in your social life. This, uh, mm-hmm. doesn't add up in the end. Don't need a PhD <laughs> math to see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what, how do I solve this problem? I prioritize um set realistic goals Mm -hmm. and i try to find time windows when it's possible to give 100 percent in one discipline so which Mm -hmm. actually has to fit in my work schedule so in my work schedule i have times where i have a lot of business travels and in these times i can't train properly i can do sports i can go running Mm -hmm. or go to the fitness studio uh, but i can't do proper bike Mm -hmm. training and i'm i'm also a I have a higher stress level because I sleep less. I sleep in different places and my recovery is not so good. So Mm -hmm. I can't actually, I can't do big races in these windows, time windows. So there I can do hundred percent for my job. And uh, like now in August, Mm -hmm. August is a very quiet month for me in, uh, at work. This is a perfect month for training. So Badlands would have been a perfect race, but I'm not doing it again. Never. (laughs) No. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? You told me one time you had a rule. What's what's your yeah. rule about so, race? The big difference between Badlands 2021 and 2022 was I was expecting nothing in 2021 and won it. And every time you do something for the second time, 
you expect that you are better than mm. the first time and you can't be better than winning the the feeling of winning a race is mm -hmm. is insane it's, it's awesome and you you can always you can set the goal to be better than the first time but it will be not as satisfying as the very first mm -hmm. time of winning it so my uh, i made up a rule which is i don't want to race races again that i have won once because the the feeling mm -hmm. will will not get any better Mm -hmm. that's yeah. a good role and yeah. there are so many beautiful races sure. in the world to race yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah too many things to see yeah not enough time so what's next for you you've you got a great month available for training do you have any races or or exciting work things lined mm, up so right now i'm making i'm taking a break because it was all a bit much i didn't take a proper break after trans Balkan race and i just saw that my body mm. didn't didn't react good to training and my heart rate was depressed for mm -hmm. six weeks and then i was sick so uh i just mm. need my body to rest right now but i'm already thinking about races in winter um one of the races i always wanted to do was the atlas mountain race and i think uh oh maybe we will see each other mel and cynthia <laughs> Yes, I, think, yeah. I think the three oh, of us might cool. be going. Oh, it's going to be a party. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I've, yes. I've always about Perfect. this race. And I, but I had so much respect from for the culture. Um, mm -hmm. And also from, from riding at night. But now that, that it's, I think it's the fourth edi edition now and so many women have done it. Women that are similar to me, also mm -hmm. Luisa and Andrea, and I mm -hmm, had mm -hmm. interviewed them mm -hmm. after their races, and I think I can do that. <laughs> I think I'm finally ready yeah, to yeah. do that. You can and do I've, it. I have a mountain bike now. Amazing. So, <laughs> yes, yes. You're fully prepared. Oh my gosh, it's oh out. Gosh, it's out in the open. You don't have to do it if you don't. If you decide not <laughs> yeah, you to, don't but, have to, but, but it's but on the should. internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Any other races that you're thinking about doing um, next year? I I know that's kind I of far away, but heard it in your in your last podcast that you, Cynthia, you're doing across Andes, and the track is going through Patagonia, where I, I I've yes, always yes. I always wanted to go there, but I don't. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you should totally do Andes. Yeah. It's the most wonderful. It's it's my it's been my favorite race by oh, far. Really awesome wow yes yeah. that's amazing the community is amazing the culture there is amazing the vibe is super good the after party is amazing it's just everything is wonderful and they really support women yeah really really super really cool. support women i would 100 yeah, the only catch is yeah, that you should i go. think it doesn't fit in my work schedule i don't i have to look mm -hmm. it up when in november it is but my business travel start again in october so i think mm -hmm. this might be mm -hmm. uh, quite busy busy month so, but I will look it up. Mm. Maybe yeah. next year. Yeah, next year. Mel, you were talking about maybe going next year, right? Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's a good right, one. Next year, I'm hoping to be living in Spain that year. So, oh, yeah, that would be a maybe a focus far. on cool. European cool things. But, yeah. Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. I'm still quite young. So, it's easy to get a visa uh, as a Canadian under 35. And I want to ride to all the Grand Tour races and watch cyclocross in Belgium and yada, yada. I mean, we could record a whole episode, but this one's uh, about you. Okay. <laughs> well, let's ask you some more hot takes, this or that, um, so we can learn a little oh. bit more about you before we end the episode. You mentioned mm -hmm. music earlier, so I'm guessing the, the answer is uh, yes to this, but music or no music during music, races? Music, definitely. Hmm. And you listen to a specific playlist always, or are yeah. you changing up the playlist? Um, I change it, I think, once a year, but it lasts quite long and it gets <laughs> bigger throughout the year. Mm -hmm. That's I've a good idea. I like the changing once a year thing because, you know, the, it gets to a point where you're like, mm -hmm. I've heard this song yeah. 700 times. I need to next it. Mm -hmm. All right. Badlands in 40 degrees Celsius or zero degrees Celsius? Degrees. <laughs> it's a simple one yeah <laughs> same same yeah uh, would you rather ride in spain or italy um i think italy i think it's mm. better it's it's easier to get food in italy a good food mm. Mm. yeah and faster Pizza, pasta, well relatively and faster of, um, vegetarian options mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what after a race, what food can you just never eat ever again? 
um, I think um, oat bars. Uh, I, I also mm. discovered that during yeah. Badlands 2021, 20, I had oat bars with me. And at some point I, I just realized I can't eat them. And I had one oat bar mm -hmm. that I carried mm -hmm. all the way from Granada mm -hmm. to the finish line. I definitely carried. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Ed, I have the same thing, like five oat bars, literally from the beginning to the uh, end of Badlands that I carried the whole time and never, never used. Well, it's such a good food <laughs> Those oat in bars theory. Have seen some things. Such a good food in theory. In theory. <laughs> no, it doesn't help if you can't eat them. Yeah. Yeah, just extra practice weight. Um, okay, what's one thing you can't live without on the bike? Uh, give me some inspiration. What What do you mean? Do you also mean like? Um, for me, it would be um, probably headphones so I could uh -huh. listen yeah, to music. I think this is also one of the things that I can yeah. do without. Yeah, definitely. My other one would be pseudocrem, which is like the... It helps heal saddle sores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got yeah, like okay. a little canister yeah. of that. Oh, actually, you know what else I use occasionally uh, is like a CBD salve. So if you have hot foot or I had Sherman's neck once and I use it on my neck and it was like oh, the best really? thing ever. So that's something. Yeah. Like a hot tip, basically like some mm -hmm. some sort of sa it's like I don't know if you, you know what Vaseline like that the, like really a salve. It's like a lotion kind of It's thing. almost like a lotion. Um, it's a bit thicker but thicker and you can rub it on, you know, like people, if you're getting a massage, sometimes they'll use something like that on a, on a spot. Um, but it helps with hot foot. It helps with like ailments and stuff as well. So yeah, Sherman's neck, whatever. That's, a, oh, that's cool. another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Last question, Mel, you got it. Okay. When you get home from a ride, you're totally cracked, exhausted. What are you eating? <sighs> Uh, everything, <laughs> everything that's <laughs> still left. Uh, hopefully, I have some leftovers mm -hmm. from the last uh, real meal that I'm eating. Mm. Um, right now, mm -hmm. I have such a phase where I'm eating. Um, oh, how do you translate? I I think you don't have this in in your country. Actually, it's the German word is quark. It's uh, something between yogurt and cheese. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Cottage cheese, yeah, I think is what we would cheese, maybe call not it. With the, with the, not with the thick, not balls. With the thick balls. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Creamy. Uh -huh. And it has a lot of creamy. protein. Yeah. yeah. So you like your yeah. dairy. Mm. And um, mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, I have a, I have found a, a quark with um, a taste which reminds me of my childhood. So in, in Germany, we had oh. this um, Fruchtzwerge, what's the name? It's like, um, oh, I can't translate it. It's like mini yogurts um, with taste, mm -hmm. and uh, the children are all mm -hmm. yeah, flavors. Children eat yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, kids I, I yogurt. I found a quark and a big size, which has exactly this taste. And um, nowadays, mm. I, oh. I eat it every time after training. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you like oh. dairy? Then I appreciate that. Cheese? Are yeah, you a big cheese fan as well? I tried to be well? vegan for some time. But then, uh, oh God, I did <laughs> too. Uh, and, and I really like the aspect that you, uh, it's much better for your digestion and your mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. recovery time is much faster because um, totally. food is yes. easily processed by your body. But um, after one summer, summer of being vegan and uh, racing pretty hard, uh, I had vitamin B12 um mm, lack, no. lack of vitamin b12 in my body mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. and i would have to take these tablets against them and i just decided that i prefer real food instead of taking tablets or supplements yeah mm -hmm. mm. i yeah. was actually a vegan at badlands last year it was the uh, worst decision i ever made <laughs> what <laughs> yes i did not know that <laughs> about halfway through i i, I actually had to eat like croissants that had butter and I, I was like there's nothing i can eat i can't yeah. do bread with tomato anymore that's all i got no that wouldn't be enough <sighs> no but this year i will be bringing 15 gels <laughs> unlike last year so yeah anyone listening if you ever do badlands it is really helpful to bring your own food um well thank you so much for joining us marion i learned yeah, a lot about you. you and hopefully we'll all be together again we'll at all <laughs> Well, 
Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll try and get this one out right before Badlands to get people excited for some dot watching. Um, yeah, so happy to have you as our first guest. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're our first guest. How exciting. Such a nice chat. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Marion. We'll chat with you later. Bye.